I recorded this episode three times and it wasn't very fun for me, but I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the second episode. Today, I am going to be discussing the failed White Mountain Hut to Hut Traverse attempt from last weekend. I am going to be talking to you a little bit about embracing your comfort zone, getting out of your comfort zone in the outdoors. Talk. Okay, love you. Hello, hello, hello. Honestly, this podcast episode is becoming my 13th reason because I have recorded this episode now three times. I have had my entire MacBook corrupted. (laughs) And then this morning I recorded the audio off my MacBook speakers instead of my microphone. And the audio was terrible and I just couldn't do that to you guys. So here's where we're at. You're going to meet me where we're at. We're going to do this. We're going to talk about it. Okay. First and foremost, thank you so much to everyone who listened to the first episode, who followed the Gremlin Talk Pod Instagram, who DM'd me with feedback. It is so, so appreciated and so helpful, especially considering this is something I would like to grow and learn and become better at. And it is very much appreciated. So because this is the third time I'm recording this podcast and it is currently Thursday at 6.20 p.m. because I only discovered I messed up the audio like five minutes ago. This episode's going to be short. It's going to be a 30-minute episode. Take it or leave it. If you hate me for it, you can unfollow me and just DM me all of your hate. I, I understand because I'm not feeling too thrilled with myself at the moment either. But there is a saying that when you make big changes in your life, everything kind of falls apart for a little bit. And that's where we're at. And we're embracing it. And we are working with the chaos. I would absolutely love to start this podcast off with a bit of a note. So obviously this is something that I am just getting started doing. This is not a professional thing for me. I, I'm i not a professional podcaster and we're just learning as we go and that's okay. Uh, but that means I need constructive criticism. And I will say most of my life I have been criticism adverse. I am definitely a perfectionist, okay? I was raised thinking that my achievements and my accomplishments determined my value as a person, and that carried over into a very criticism adverse. Averse? Averse. Am I using the right word? Is it adverse or averse? I think it's averse. Oh god, okay. See, that's something I definitely should know. So, very criticism averse, and I am now asking for constructive criticism. What could I do to make this podcast better? I asked David and David said that A, I need to stop editing out my cackles because it sounds weird, which kind of hurt my feelings. But thanks, David. His second piece of criticism is that an hour-long podcast is too long not to break it up into segments. I kind of disagree with that criticism. I would like to include some segments, maybe like a a catch-up corner or a, you know, what I'm, gremlin girl activities segment or chaos, something like I would like to keep you guys in the loop on what's going on in my life in like a, a nice cute little corner way. But otherwise, I think that was 
all my constructive criticism and it all came from one person. So I would love to hear a range of criticisms, whether you hate my vocal fry or you think that this podcast would be cooler if I sang more, you know, just whatever you can come up with. Just yeah, drop me a DM. I, I'm working on becoming a better person by becoming less criticism averse, which means I'm going to have my feelings hurt a lot, which isn't uncommon. My feelings get hurt a lot. I'm very sensitive. So yeah, that is an open invitation to, you know, provide me with constructive criticism on how to make this podcast better and more enjoyable for you guys. I will say having a podcast is quite different from making a TikTok or an Instagram post because you don't get as instantaneous of feedback. For example, when you post a TikTok, it starts getting likes and comments, that kind of thing pretty quickly. You'll know whether or not your TikTok really hit uh, within minutes. That is definitely not the case of the podcast. I posted it last Tuesday, Wednesday night, and then didn't hear anything until Thursday afternoon, which was kind of scary. I, you know, dropped this little thing, this little project, and then didn't hear anything. That is why I need, I need help. I need learning. So please help me, okay? With that little piece of administrative work done, I would absolutely love to talk about the complete chaos that was last weekend. We all know I have been doing lots of weird long distance events all of a sudden. So originally my intention for the year was to do shorter events up until August, September. Somehow I got roped into a marathon and then the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim and then this hut to hut traverse I did last weekend. I really do not know how that happened, but I am terrible at saying no to things and it sounded more fun than actually racing hard. And that's where we are just at right now. This weekend I am racing the third race of the Spark North American Elite Series in Puebla, Mexico. I only signed up for this race two days ago. It was never on my calendar. I'm just terrible at saying no. I looked at the list of obstacles in the course map and it sounds so fun. I have not been doing Spartans for very long. I think I've raced, I haven't even done 10 Spartan races in the last, you know, year and a half I've been Spartan racing. So I've never had to go for a swim. I've never had to do Twister Monkey Twister. I've never had to do, like, there's a bunch of obstacles I've never done before. So I'm so excited to go to Mexico and just go play around on some obstacles, hang out with my friends, drink margaritas, eat chips, and then come home. I am going to be traveling to Mexico tonight. No, tomorrow. Tonight I'm sleeping at Faye's house and then we are going to drive down to Tijuana and fly to Puebla, which I'm very excited about. But you all should pray for me because I haven't done speed work in months. It's pretty much just been big event, recover, big event, recover, and just playing catch up in between with like some easy fun running and just chill downtime. I actually haven't even told my coach I'm racing this weekend. Uh, I'm assuming he found out because he follows me on Instagram. So I'm just not going to say anything and hope he doesn't completely roast me for it. So back to this past weekend. Well, I am from the West Coast and I'm used to big West Coast mountains. I did not know that there were big East Coast mountains. I thought it was silly for anybody to talk about Appalachian Trail. I did not have a realistic understanding of what it is like on the East Coast. So my friend Alex, I mentioned last episode, I paced him at Zion 100K. He wanted to do a really big double weekend on the East Coast in the White Mountains, which if you haven't heard of the White Mountains, it is this mountain range in New Hampshire. The Appalachian Trail runs through. It is completely gorgeous. It is the home of the presidential 
presidential mountain range, presidential traverse, something. And there's like 48 peaks that are all named after presidents. So we summited Mount Madison. It's, it's insanely gorgeous. It's a beautiful place. I'd never been in New Hampshire. So Alex proposed that we run a 30 miler on Saturday and a 20 miler on Sunday and then drive back to DC. So it's about 10 to 12 hours of driving from DC to New Hampshire. I was tricked into this about two weeks before it happened. The boys were talking about it and invited me to come. And I said, you know what? I I will happily take any excuse to run an obscene amount and get away from my full-time job. So I booked a flight to DC. I flew out to DC last Thursday. We got up super early, drove to New Hampshire all day. So remember the original plan. The original plan was to run 30 miles and then 20 miles the next day. So two days before I fly out there, Alex texts in our group and he says, hey, you guys, we should do this really cool thing instead. And he sends us the White Mountain Hut to Hut Traverse All Trails link. It is 50 miles. It has somewhere between 16,000 and 20,000 feet of elevation gain. It's truly unclear what the actual number is. And neither Brad nor I said no. Like, I don't, I don't know what came over me, but I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Instead of doing 30 miles one day and then 20 miles the next day, let's just do this full 50 on this hut to hut traverse and call it a day. So basically how this works, the Appalachian Mountain Club, the AMC, runs these huts on the AT in that mountain range for hikers, day hikers, or through hikers, you know, the people hiking from literally Georgia to Maine, those people will stay in the huts. The goal of the traverse is to start at the first hut, which is Carter Gulch, I believe, Carter, Carter Hut, and it ends at, oh God, like Land of the Lost Lake or something. I definitely just made that up. <laughs> it's something like that. I don't know. I'm not the planner. I, I'm that person who doesn't do any of the planning. I expect whoever is inviting me on the trip to do all the planning, which is great because Alex is a planner. So he handled the planning kind of. So we drive to New Hampshire and the plan becomes, you know what, instead of waking up on Saturday morning, why don't we just start Friday night and just run all night and then run all day for this 24 hour effort? right? That sounds so cool. Again, I've never had to run all night. I've never done a hundred miler and I've never done like a really hard hundred K. So there just hasn't been a time in my life where I've had to run for 24 hours. The most I've ever run is 17 hours in rim to rim to rim. And that we started at like 2 AM. So we were done like around sunset. I very much underestimated the effects that pulling an all nighter would have on me. And it, it, it got, it got pretty gnarly. We begin our run at 10.30 p.m. at the trailhead for the Carter Hut. And the trail starts with a two and a half mile uphill and we gain, or no, sorry, three and a half miles, 2,000 feet of elevation gain. And then you turn around and you come back down and then you start the actual traverse. So there, you start with a seven mile out and back just for funsies, you know, go hit the first hut. So we hike up to the first hut and it was truly all hiking you know it's the beginning of a 24-hour day there is no need to absolutely wear yourself out on this first three and a half mile section right so we're hiking in the dark and time was just flying by as time does when you settle into these really long efforts it took us i think two an hour and a half 
I can't really remember. It took us some amount of time to get to the first hut. Turn around, came back down. Everyone's feeling good. My fueling plan for the day was to take a gel or shot blocks every 20 minutes. So shooting for 300 calories an hour, uh, pretty much all carbs and like no fiber. Fueling was going well. Um, I wasn't having to drink that much water because it was so humid that my mouth just wasn't getting dry. And I was... I peed a couple times. We don't really need to talk about me peeing on this podcast, but pee was clear. Everything was good to go. I was super hydrated. Things were feeling great. I took a salt pill, you know, an hour and a half in. Everything was fine. We get down from the first hut and we cross, we're on the road for maybe three quarters of a mile before we get onto another section of trail up to Mount Madison. So we get on the trail and start climbing this Madison Gulf Trail. When I say the only time I've ever feared for my life more was when I was being followed by a bear in Yosemite. I'm not exaggerating. I will post a pic on the Instagram show page, but we were rock climbing. We were rock climbing and I was wearing new-ish shoes. So ASIC sent me a pair of shoes for a campaign that I did for them. They're super light and pretty roomy. So my toes had space. My other long run shoes had given me horrible blisters at rim to rim to rim and then backpacking the week before this traverse attempt so I was not interested in going with the the evil that I know so I went with the unknown evil and I don't regret it but the shoes were so slippery the boys were wearing hokas with vibram soles and I could not trust my feet on any of these rocks I actually there were many stream crossings basically the way that this trail works is it is a vertical rock field at the top for a couple miles like at least at least like 2,000 feet of just climbing a vertical rock field with a waterfall running down it I quickly find out that my shoes are way too damn slippery I I slipped and fell on my ass multiple times I was completely soaked. Then we hit this rock climbing section and I have never been so completely grateful for a background in climbing and functional fitness. So weird little tidbit about me. I actually was like a competitive rock climber when I was a kid. So between the ages of like seven to 12, I think I was competing in rock climbing. Like my family, we would travel, we would drive to competitions and I would rock climb and compete, which is so weird and such a weird little fact. But so I have never been so grateful to have such confidence in my hands and my ability to pull myself up things because the trail was so incredibly sketchy. The rocks were slippery and wet and it was so sketchy. Oh, and not to mention, it was completely dark while we were climbing because it was not even four in the morning as we're going up this. I'm fearing for my life. Brad and Alex are hating themselves. <laughs> because it was their actual 4am for me you know it was like one in the morning which wasn't that big of a deal I'd also stayed up late that week with a thing a man and I was just like hey you know what 1am is fine they were hating themselves I was like you guys this is so fun how often do we get to do stuff like this like wow we are so lucky meanwhile Alex and Brad are behind me completely silent like Alex told me later he was deep in the pain cave fighting demons he said he was contemplating getting to the top of Mount Madison and just asking us to turn around So things were not going well. By the time we got to the top of the ridge up to Mount Madison, we get to the top of the ridge and the sun is starting to rise. It was 
actually the most beautiful sunrise I've seen in my entire life. There was a like cloud inversion, like the clouds were lower than the mountains. And so the sun was coming up through the clouds and the sunrise was over the clouds. And it was so, it was like red and orange and pink. It was the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen. I cried. Alex cried. And it actually made me forget all of my pain and suffering from the previous like 12 miles, 12 to 15 miles. So we get to the top. The sunrise is happening. We all cry. We're all excited. We go to Madison Hut and rehydrate some mashed potatoes for breakfast. I had mashed potatoes, instant mashed potatoes mixed with like a dry miso soup, like just for the salt, I guess. It was pretty good. I honestly don't remember tasting it because I was just not taking in fuel. The boys, when we were going up the vertical rock field, they were pretty antsy, like just impatient. And we we had a long day ahead of us. Like it was literally going to be a 25 hour day if we kept moving at the pace we were moving. And the boys were like, we need to keep it moving. Like, And I'm like, dude, I need to stop and take my pack off, get some gels out like I'm out of fuel. But then I just felt pressured. So I did it. And I very much regret that because the second you deviate from your fueling plan is the second everything just kind of falls apart. So while we were climbing the Madison Gulf Trail, I was not taking in any fuel because I had run out of everything in my front pockets, which not it's not the way to go for a 24-hour effort so I'm at the top and I'm just hungry I eat some mashed potatoes nothing like sounds good nothing in my pack sounds good I had Oreos I had Cheez-Its I had mashed potatoes I had salt and or yeah salt and vinegar chips I had a million gels a million shot blocks nothing really sounded good to me so then uh I eat my mashed potatoes we keep going and it just like it starts getting really bad like ultra running sucks it's amazing and you love it but you also hate it and that's just where I was I was not happy with the way things were going it hit my 7 a.m so we'd been out there for what nine hours and that was when I really started to feel just the sleep deprivation and the fatigue my feet felt fine so they'd been wet for hours but they actually felt okay which is interesting. I didn't have that many blisters. I maybe had like one or two hot spots that were kind of bugging me, but it wasn't too bad. My legs felt fine. We'd climbed, you know, 8,000 feet, but uh, I mean, otherwise I felt okay. I wasn't too like shaky. I, I wasn't completely hurting, but just the complete fatigue of being awake for 24 hours hit me. Again, I hadn't had a restful week. It was just not, wasn't good for me. Turns out the boys were having as equally terrible as a time as me. We all got pretty spread out on the trail. Alex went way ahead of us. Brad was a bit ahead of me. I ended up catching up to him and then him and I walked together for a bit, but nobody felt good and the trail was just too technical to run on. Like it was actually the most technical trail I've ever been on. All that means is there's slippery rocks and large roots and things that impede your ability to run without like completely breaking your ankles. So it was really technical. We were moving super slow. We were so fatigued. So by the time we got to the, what, second, third hut, by the time we got to the third hut on our traverse, we all reached the consensus that we were simply not going to make the full 50 mile effort. I felt a lot of things about this. Like I traveled a long way for this adventure, so I was sad about not getting to do the whole loop. Not to mention the views were completely 
insane. I have never been so completely surrounded with beauty like that. It was just so, really took your mind off the way your body was feeling. (laughs) So I was sad. I was a little sad. I could see all the views, but at the same time, I just wasn't willing to be out there for a second whole night. The way that we were going, it was going to be a 26 plus hour excursion and we didn't have the food for that to begin with. We didn't have the bandwidth considering we had been already out there for, let's see, 15. We, we spent 15 hours total on the trail. We ran 30, 30 miles, uh, hiked really. I mean, two miles an hour is brutal, all said and done, even for ultra running standards. I mean, hella elevation gain again, but still. And it was one of those experiences where I just had to come to terms with the fact that this is character building. We are out here suffering for a purpose. And honestly, after that sunrise, I had set my intention as whatever happens that day, whatever distance we go, I would be happy with the result simply because of the fact we saw that sunrise. The boys were not really in the headspace that I was. I mean, they really want to do the 50 mile loop. I think they're a little more like results oriented than I as well, because I was just like, I'm just here for the views. And I really liked the climbing up the trail in the dark and the wet. Like, I just wanted to have a good time and an adventure. And they they were stressing about our pace the whole time. And I was like, it'll be totally fine. So that was my experience on the White Mountain Hut to Hut Traverse. Would I do it again? Absolutely. 100% yes. If I find myself in the Northeast, I will absolutely be attempting it. I think it'd be really fun to do as a fast packing trip, bringing, you know, just a backpack and some snacks and then sleeping at a hut or two along the way. Doing it in one day is pretty ambitious, I think, if I hadn't seen the whole trail before. Most of all, I think the learning, the learning lessons here. I do this after every big race or event. I kind of take a catalog of what happened, what went wrong, what went well, and I just keep stock of it. So our biggest mistake in this trail was starting with an (laughs) all-nighter. If I had to do this again, when I do this again, I will not be starting the trail at 10.30 p.m. the night before. That was idiotic, especially after traveling. I was jet lagged. It was not fun. Like your 4 a.m. will hit you, dude. It will hit you. It will be painful. It will be dark outside and you will be fighting demons. So that would be my first thing I would fix. The second thing, definitely my fuel intake on the Madison Gulf Trail. There should not be a time, especially that early into an event where you are not taking in fuel. You should be sticking to your fueling plan as if your life depends on it because it probably does. One more takeaway for me is I think that I would like to stick to maybe 100 to 200 calories an hour of sugar, like Cliff Gel or Cliff Shot Block or whatever, in addition to solid food. Because I actually do think that fiber and that whole food piece is really important in feeling full. Like I was just hungry for most of the day on the trail and that was not a fun feeling. So I definitely would do that again and eat some real food while I'm out there. Even with all of this said, I think that the hard efforts are the ones you learn the most from, especially the efforts where you are questioning why you do things, the efforts where you are having to come up with positives even when you feel 
completely awful, which is just a general theme of ultra running. I feel really lucky that I have friends who want to do efforts like this. They are so fulfilling. I don't even know how I'm going to race a three hour race this weekend when all I've been doing is these long, hard 12 to 20 hour events when they're so fun. So I will do this race in Puebla this weekend. And then in two weeks, I have a 24 hour adventure race that I've been really looking forward to. I will say I'm completely terrified for this 24 hour adventure race, but also so excited to test my limits in a way I haven't before. I would love to chat about the magic of suffering to kind of wrap up this pod here. I am a big believer that discomfort is where you grow the most. I think that's a really common saying that your growth happens outside of your comfort zone. I think that your comfort zone is stretchy. Your comfort zone expands. You get more comfortable doing crazy things, especially in the outdoors. I actually recently posted on my Instagram about this, but I have a theory, like a general understanding of the way that I approach the outdoors is that if it doesn't scare me, then it's probably not worth doing. I also have a general principle that everyone is scared when they start. Think of the first time you did something you were new to and then take that for something and make it in an unfamiliar place and it's like of course the outdoors are scary people who try to say that you know going on your first backpacking trip or rock climbing for the first time isn't scary they're just lying to you they are gatekeeping fear for some reason but i think that it's a really natural inclination for all of us to seek something that makes us a little uncomfortable as well as just a natural connection to the outdoors. So I first got into trail running after running a marathon. I ran a road marathon and I decided that I wanted to feel more connected to nature and I wanted to find a way to meditate and operate in a peaceful way in the outdoors and that naturally became trail running became trail running and then it became backpacking I hadn't even been backpacking until summer 2020 and now it's like my favorite activity of all time I just want to say that everyone starts out scared but the sweet spot of outdoor activity is where your natural curiosity and your wonder at the outdoor world will outweigh your fear and this is a principle I apply to all things. Um, I'm dealing with it quite a bit right now with stability and money and dealing with scarcity mindset around finances, but it definitely applies to the outdoors. You should look for things that are scary, but where you are willing to go outside of your comfort zone because of how curious you are about the outdoor world. Approaching things from the sense of play. I Play is a big theme for me. Like using running as a vehicle for play is really important to me. And I always say when something stops being fun, I'm going to stop doing it. Uh, and that hasn't really happened yet with outdoors and running and backpacking and stuff. So a big part of developing your outdoor presence is learning where your comfort zone ends and exploring just a little beyond that. I think this is going to have to be where I leave this podcast off because third time recording anything is not fun. I'm not having a chill time here. And for the love of God, I'm praying I do not have to ever record an episode three times again. I, I'm i like sad. You know, the second time, I feel like I really crushed it. And I'm so disappointed that the audio is terrible because it's just not the same, you know, but that that's art. That's what content creating is. Sometimes you crush it. Sometimes it sucks. And 
you just keep going with the process as it is, you know? But as always, thank you for listening to the second episode of the pod. I promise I have so many other things I want to talk about. I literally skipped over an entire backpacking trip and straight to this hut-to-hut traverse. And I'm going to hope my MacBook does not get corrupted again. When it rains, it pours. And lastly, I said I would explain this. I explained it in the first, second recording of this podcast. But I'm currently a little bit homeless. Uh, We sold our house. I'm living out of my Prius. I'm just like couch surfing and staying in gas bedrooms and things. And I have a really exciting announcement that I can't announce until it officially gets approved. So like next week, I have something really crazy to announce that I'm super, super excited about. But so yeah, your girl is a little homeless. That's why I was recording in a Starbucks parking lot this morning. I've been staying up late. I have been moving out. I got home from DC and immediately had to move out of my home, donated all my belongings. Everything I own fits in the back of a Prius Prime. And honestly, I feel like I could get rid of more stuff, which I'm going to have to end up doing but yeah that is why the pod was late my entire macbook decided to forget it had a password and then my the whole thing got reset so things are not well in malibu at the moment but as always we're just working with the chaos if you are interested in keeping up with me you can follow me on instagram i'm at mac j smith you can follow me on tiktok i'm at mac on the run i think on youtube i'm mac j smith as well and i'm gonna be on my freaking youtube grind the second i have a little bit more free time which may play into this big announcement that i'm sharing you should follow the gremlin talk pod instagram it is at gremlin talk pod i am going to be posting just little things from this episode. I have an intern, so Michaela is going to be like putting together some cool graphics. Your girl, she crushes it. And I also have a YouTube channel for the pod that I have not really done anything with because I have no idea how to set up a camera with audio. Uh, If you have any tips, let me know. Hope that you have a really lovely day. I hope that this podcast inspires you to try something really hard and stupid. And you know what? Accept that failure happens and you shouldn't view it as failure because you learned a lot throughout the entire thing. I am definitely not viewing this hut to hut traverse as a failure, even though, you know, the boys were probably feeling that way. I'm stoked I got to see a cool sunrise. I got to rock climb. I had the most fun miles of my life on that Madison Gulf Trail, and I don't regret it for one second. So I love you all. You're amazing. You're crushing it. You're beautiful. Mercury retrograde's over. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review, subscribe, like it. I don't can you like a podcast? I don't know. Uh download it, maybe send it to your your mom and your hottest friend again, please. I hope you get out there. I hope you do something scary. I hope you risk it all. I hope you're vulnerable. And I have such an exciting episode next week that I'm so excited to announce to you guys. So just bear with me on this one. Okay? Okay, cool. Better things are coming. I promise. Okay, love you. Bye.